This is the Big K Morning Show. Color my world, brother. You like that song? Oh, I did some slow grinds to that one. Chicago. Chucky Wall's Basement. (laughs) Shady Side. Janet Friday. Marty Griffin. All the slow grind. I don't even know what to say. Oh, my God. That song brings back a flood of love. Well, we'll put that on the sidelines for the moment. Oh, my gosh. When I heard that song, it was go time. You know what I'm saying, brother? No, I don't. We're... Bob Schwartz, what about that introduction to the president of the FOP? He's my man. Bob knows me, man. He knows how I roll. Come on. Hey, Bob. Bob. Come on. I go way back with Bob. Seriously. Someday I'm going to record everything Marty says off and on the air. I love Bob. And then you may have a greater appreciation for the intensity of this job. Hey, so so let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. He's one of the smartest men I know. And by the way, I say the same thing about Sherrod. I think he's one of the smartest police chiefs I've ever met. So when great minds collide, and this is fascinating. In essence, Bob, you're saying the most significant number of retirements in Pittsburgh in what? A decade, brother? Well, Marty, I I want to draw a clear distinction here. So good morning to you and good morning to Larry. What I'm talking about is resignations. Yes, and that's a, that's a, that's a stark difference. So a resignation, as as you and Larry are both aware, is someone that doesn't reach pension age. So we can at pension time and age. So a resignation is someone who decided, eh, I'm not going to yep. uh, work here till retirement. I'm going to leave early, uh, forfeit my pension, just uh, pick up my contributions and move on to another police force. And that is the frightening aspect of this huge amount of resignations that we've been tracking the data since 2013, meaning the FOP itself. And this is the largest number of resignations I've ever seen in that 11-year time frame. So, so all the boys that I know, and I know a lot of cops, as you know, and they all say the same thing. It's all about the money, honey. Is it all about the money? Yes. I would say 98.99% is paying benefits, and then the other one point some percent is the forced overtime, working conditions, and morale issues within the agency itself. So we had Larry here, and look, look, man, let's be honest. Your people cover these big events. It's insane how well they do. Your people cover crime downtown. They arrest the same morons every day, and they still do it the next day. It's insane what they've accomplished. Why should I care as a citizen that you say people are walking away when, in fact, you're doing tremendous work. Why do I care? Well, that's a testament to the men and women that work. It is. Because they are dedicated to their work. But the problem is there's only so much a human being can handle. So you only have so much in the bucket. And then finally, I just talked to one of our officers. I was out at the County Police Academy for some training last month, and I ran into one of our former officers who works for Franklin Park now. And he told me specifically, he said he went, Franklin Park obviously pays better, but he said his main reason for leaving is that he never gets forced uh, overtime or in any of these events like he was with impunity while he was here. And he said that was his biggest reason for leaving. He gave up a lot of seniority and some things of that nature, but he said, man, the working conditions became untenable. Bob, explain for the average citizen, when you say forced overtime and and all these other requirements that take it above and beyond, so people have an understanding of what you mean for your officers. Well, I'll just make it very simple. Most people leave for work. The overwhelming majority of the American public leave for work every day. 
And at the end of the day, they know they're going to go home. They might make plans, dinner plans, plans with their children, whatever it is that they decide they want to do when they're finished working. And they go home and they do them. And pretty much, you know, unless some significant emergency arises in a workplace, they're going to go home. For police officers in this city, when they leave for work morning, afternoon, or night, they basically say, I don't know I'm going to come home. And it's not because, you know, the ever impending or potential of, of being uh, seriously injured or killed is there, but they don't know if they're going to be allowed because they're so short-staffed. They say, we have to hold, we have to, we're hiring four, we're hiring five, we're hiring seven because it's inadequately staffed for the policing needs of this city. It's cold, hard reality. And I've been saying this and, and on your show and yeah. others. Where, where I, I, if I'm a view, if I'm a listener, I go, ah, that's Bob Schwartzwater, same old boring uh, message. But the reality of it is, we are now over the cliff. I think one or two shows ago, we talked about this. I said, we're at the cliff, we're now over. Hold on, because I love you, and we go way, way back. And, you know, I buy what you're selling because I know so many cops, but the facts are clear. As I said this, why should I care, man? You're covering the big events, you're actually crushing it in terms of arresting criminals. You're actually doing a hell of a job. So if I'm ma and pa public, why do I care, man? At the end of the day, until I see a difference in my town or my neighborhood, Larry ends up being right, right? Perfectly stated, Marty. Right. That is is perfectly stated because, see, that's why they do it. I've talked to high-level public safety officials, and I said, hey, why can't you tell these vendors because of what you're doing um, you can't have the event? And they said, well, it's politically not good for us to say that. We can't. I said, but you tell my men and women that you have a signed contract with that everybody's required to abide by that um, they can't have their contractual time off and things like that. So you'll tell the employees no. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. I agree with you. But, but here's my thing. There are a lot of bridges in America that are ready to collapse. You know this. Yep. There are a yep. lot of dams that are ready to break. These are all facts. But until they do, for example, in Greenfield, no one gives a crap. Is that fair? Is that fair? Other than the cops out there ready to bust their head through a wall because they're so frustrated. Is that fair? Most people don't give a damn. Just do your job and go home. Make all the money in overtime you can and shut up about it. Is that fair? That is probably the average citizen's look at this. I agree. But, and here's going to be the problem. What happens when that citizen needs the officer? because they're at some event and things of that nature, and the time is delayed. Now what are people going to start And again, I, I agree with you, but until that citizen's house is on fire, until Rome is burning, I don't give a damn. And that's what you're talking about. Can you hang on? Sure. Yeah, stick with us. I also want to ask you about the group of uh, recruits who couldn't cut the mustard and what the level of that means for future hires. We continue our conversation with Bob Schwartzwalder, who is the president of the Fraternal Order of Police here in Pittsburgh. He's on our Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Uh, Left you with a question. You're talking about retirements or resignations. In terms of recruiting, Marty, you shared some numbers that were Well, 100 of 150 failed the test in the – Guys can't do uh, 30 sit-ups. Are you kind of surprised? They can't run 1.5 miles. They can't pass the damn test. So you can't even get new recruits. Are you surprised at all by that? Me? Yeah. 
Well, it, it, I, I don't want to take anything away from the quality candidates we did hire. Yeah. But 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 the question becomes, you don't have a depth chart. For example, when I took the exam 30 plus years ago, we had 1,900 wow. fill up to capacity the David L. Lawrence Convention Center for for 40 jobs. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. That, that's hard to Hold on, what do you have now? What do you have now? Oh, I, you know, average show up for an exam, as, as I just pointed out, to try to get 40 seats, you might have 100 people, maybe 150 people. So if you go from 1,900 for 40 jobs to 100, 150 people, so what's that tell you? The profession is under attack. Yep. You have no depth chart. Yep. I heard Larry. I heard Larry on, on the break talk about the New England Patriots and the Steelers game tomorrow. That's like the Steelers saying we don't have a single offensive guard or quarterback or running back at depth on the bench, and that player goes down. Well, we're going to forfeit the game. And to go to your analogy, Marty, uh, about the bridge collapsing, well, I hope you're not. I hope you're not the guy on the bridge, because when you call the police and you don't have that depth, and the police can't get there because they're tied up or you're short-handed or short-staffed at you know eleven thirty, twelve o'clock at night and you're screaming for help and the police are delayed, I hope that's not you. No, no, but but, but, I, but, but you know me. I've known you for almost 20 years, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. My closest friends are cops. And here's what one of the smartest cops I've ever known says. We're doing much more with less. We're better trained and more professional than ever before. All facts. However, we are lower paid and under more stress and scrutiny than ever before. All true, right? Right? 100%. 100%. So what do we and, do, and, Bob? Well, I, I, I mean... I said this when everybody was praising the big raise, right? So, so you got the biggest raise ever. Remember, you both remember that. We did a story on I it. I do, oh, sir. Right on here. Right, okay. So 8.7% raise. I said, hey, you're right. It's good whenever you were eating, you know, table scraps, and now maybe you got a nice hamburger or hot dog on your plate. But here's the problem. That helps the officers that have been here 20-plus more years. It does nothing for recruitment and absolutely zero for retention. Because as soon as these police officers find a better job or a better paying job with better working conditions or the officers hit their immediate retirement, because you're going to see another 22 leave. We're going to break well over 100. Yeah, I heard. I think, I think we're going to hit over 50 resignations. I might be a little bit off there, but I'm pretty close. Probably going to hit 50 resignations by the end of the year. So you're going to lose over, if not close to, at least 100 police officers this year. And then the avalanche and the storm strikes next year. Oh, hold on, hold on. But, but. – don't you agree with me until all of that happens, until the folks on the streets can't get you to their house? They don't give a damn. Yeah, but it's too late. But, but hold that on. They late. don't give a damn, do they, sir? That's the truth. Well, if they're not putting pressure on their elected officials, I do agree. Right. Because my job is to raise awareness. Right. You know, I'm not a politician. I represent the hardworking men and women at a Pittsburgh Bureau of Police Officers rank and file. And my job is to raise awareness to make the public know. I, I'm not a politician. I don't care if people like me. I don't care what people think of me. Right. My point is, is I'm raising awareness for my profession. And the problem is, uh, uh, if we're not raising awareness, if people aren't aware, they are going to be the ones to suffer. And, and look, there's a great business just left downtown. The Post Gazette did a story on. It. I'm not plugging them. I'm just saying they just did a great story on that on that uh, financial firm that moved us to Wickley. Yeah, they, they were downtown forever. Move us quickly because they're concerned. Yeah, for Grasso. At, yeah, we've had them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you talk to them, right? So, so this is getting progressively worse, and and until you become competitive, at least competitive. Marty, we're not competitive. Eighty-five-eight for a county. That's thirty-one plus years on the job I have here. But but your guys it, are arresting the hell out of people downtown. They're kicking butt downtown. Marty, they're going to do their job. That's they're, right. You're a professional. 
I men agree. and women that are going to I do agree. their job. I agree. But but here's the thing. Before the bucket was leaking, you know, a little hole here, a little hole here, water seeped out. You could make it to the trough to refill it and carry the water. Now you got a big hole in it. Now you stick that bucket in there. Before you even pull it up out of the trough, the whole bucket of water is now on the ground. And that's where we're headed. And and people can, you know, disregard, oh, until it happens to me, I don't really care. I just really hope you're not the person on the bridge. No, I agree. Bob Schwartzwalder, president of the FLP here in Pittsburgh. Bob, always appreciate your passion and willingness to discuss. Thank you. But you also said something profound. Once the public realizes it, it's too damn late to recover. It takes a decade to recover, right? That is 100% true, and and that's our job, and, and I appreciate both of you running this story again with boring old Bob. And uh, <laughs> I wouldn't use the word boring, brother, to describe you. But I appreciate it, and if I don't talk to either one of you before then, both of you have a Merry Christmas. All right, man. You too, Bob. Thank you for shedding the light on our Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline.